Oh my goodness, it's been three plus weeks, but we are back with a brand new episode of the Connect the Dots Bitch podcast. I am your host, Amy Fiedler, certified trauma support specialist, certified holistic life coach, and a fellow trauma and abuse survivor myself. I have spent the last month or so Uh, putting together a really, really, really comprehensive course on self-trust, marketing it, selling it. There are 52 students inside that course right now, and it is growing, and I am just very excited for their path forward, Uh, which is why I needed to take a little break, because I am extremely pregnant, (laughs) and monitoring my intake of of responsibility and my output of energy and work um, differently these days. I am due mid-January. I am going to be 30 weeks pregnant this Friday. So yeah, she's big and she's tired and she's swollen most of the time. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable. With that aside, uh, I'm very excited to chat with you today. We are going to talk about being attached to potential. And you might not be doing this specifically in a romantic relationship. You could be doing this in various different relationships in your life. But I really want to dig into this topic a little bit more and basically leave you with an understanding of why and how to stop being attached to that potential. Because truly, people that are trapped in relationships where they are attached to what it used to be or what it could be, those relationships do not stay healthy. Not at all. Not at all. And there's a couple things happening inside of the person's um, mind and I would say nervous system, who is staying in the relationship trying to fix or save or rescue that other person. So why don't we jump right in? So when you're attached to potential, what happens is at the start of the relationship, and this could be a friendship, this doesn't have to be just a romantic relationship, but at the start of the relationship, you get a glimmer of goodness, right? And if we're looking at it from the romantic angle, most people, when they first start dating or getting to know someone, they put in a lot more effort, right? And I always, when I'm talking to clients of mine, when when we're on that topic of dating and relationships, I'm always saying to them, listen, you got to pay attention to what's consistent. And my go-to is you don't want to fully, fully commit until you see that person in a lot of different scenarios, in a lot of different environments, and expressing a lot of different emotions. In other words, you really want to get to know a person. And when I say get to know a person, I don't just mean 
how many siblings do you have and what is your favorite food and what are your hopes and dreams i mean get to know how they function as a human being get to know how they communicate when they're angry when they're hurt when they're confused when they're frustrated when they're stressed get to know how they behave how they behave when they have hurt feelings. How do they behave when they feel insecure? How do they behave when they're angry? A lot of people will say to me who have ended up, and again, I'm speaking from experience here. I've been in countless very abusive relationships in my past. And I can tell you looking back on those situations, I didn't have this knowledge And I didn't have a lot of these tools in my tool belt, right? Like communication tools, discernment tools, boundary setting tools. I had zero confidence, zero self-trust. And a lot of people don't want to get honest enough with themselves to admit that. Oh, no, I'm confident. They, 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 it's their fault, they. I'm not, I'm not ever saying that they are not responsible for their own behavior but you are responsible for your own you're responsible for your perception of a situation your reactions your responses your decisions your commitments your choices your boundaries your lack thereof you are responsible for all of that you know so it's really important that we realize maybe we just kind of cut the fat right here I'm speaking to people who understand there's always going to be a level of personal accountability in every bit of their life. I'm not speaking to anybody right now who feels 100% like a victim to their circumstances and feels like they had no control. And obviously in the specific context of what we're talking about, which is relationships and being attached to potential, okay? That is who I'm speaking to. People who understand they do have a sense of power and control over themselves in these situations. Because you do. Just because you started off with out having the tools doesn't mean you can't learn the tools. So when you are, are just getting to know people, it's really important that you get to know their emotional expression and their their coping skills and their communication skills because those are often the things that catch people off guard down the road oh well he got busy or she got busier at work or you know they had to travel to go see family and the communication fell off and my first question would be well how has the how has the communication been and what were the scenarios in which you were communicating? Like, was there ever travel that occurred? There's been countless times in my current relationship where we were introduced to something new with each other and there was a level of letdown or disappointment in the moment because one or both of us realized We've never been here before, so we never talked about it. So there were no expectations set. So of course, I'm feeling some sort of way about you traveling for work and how the communication is going because you hadn't traveled yet and we never sat down and talked about what will this look like. 
And so once it occurs, you take that as feedback and you go, okay, noted. I feel this way when this is lacking. That gives me direction as to what I'm needing. Now I communicate what I'm needing to my partner without attacking, without blaming. Oh, you forgot me. You started traveling for work and forgot me. That's not true. Those are emotions. That's a reaction. Communication, after I've processed my emotions, would be I really love being included while you're away from home. And I want to respect your work schedule while you're away. Can we find a way where we can have some time on the phone and not just be texting each other sporadically because that won't make me feel included? I'm clear enough to know that undivided attention on the phone and a check-in about how the day went is going to make me feel safe. And I'm going to feel like I'm part of your day. And then we get time together. We have that healthy connection. And you don't feel bothered or burdened with having to check in with me every hour to two hours, whatever, right? I'm just mapping out an example here. My point is, is that you will run into. That's realistic. It's important for me that I always cover all of this nuance instead of giving you just like a very black and white episode of here's what's happening, here's what you fix, here's what you shouldn't do. That's not realistic. It's very flowy when you incorporate nuance. There's there's always gray areas. There's always middle ground. But a lot of people don't do that when they enter into a new relationship or they meet someone new. Again, this could be a friendship. This could be any type of relationship in your life, a new work friend that you're getting to know. Essentially, you're either attaching to an idea, you're romanticizing that idea and creating this illusion of a relationship with this person, whoever it might be. This is very common with our caregivers. We have an expectation, and this is why, by the way, sidebar, that I steer clear of certain labels unless I'm trying to define something or teach something. Because what happens is we all have this idea, this concept of what a mom should be or a dad should be, right? And when our mom or dad doesn't meet those standards, shows up differently with their own human flaws and their own limitations, we then as that child, even if we're an adult child at that point, we get disappointed. And we're so attached to the expectation, right? That definition of what a mom should be in our head, whatever concept we've created, that we won't accept them the way they are. And this happens in all different kinds of relationships. A best friend should be like this. A boyfriend should be like this. A partner should be like this. And then when they aren't, we want them to be different. And so we latch on to that concept or we've romanticized that and we try to control the situation instead of accept the person the way they're showing up, the way that they have their own struggles, 
their own maybe unresolved trauma, their own limitations. We resist it and we demand, oh, well, I've, I've seen it when you interact with this person or at the start of our relationship, you were able to do this or, you know, with parents and caregivers, often it's, I don't remember you being this way when I was this old. What happened? What changed? And then we look for a reason. Was it age? Are you sick? What is going on? Maybe they've been this person the whole time and they are now aging and physically, mentally exhausted. They can't keep up the image. They can't keep up with those coping tools. It had to change. The mask fell off. And you're seeing the same person they've always been, just in a different form. And you have a hard time accepting and adjusting. I so badly wanted to re-record that part because someone laid on their horn outside. (laughs) And normally I would, but I articulated it too well in my opinion. I'm not going to be able to say it again the same way. So we're going to leave it and we're just going to use that background noise as like a sound effect (laughs) because you think it works. Uh, Anyway, I don't believe that when, 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 when you find yourself in relationships of any kind, again, attached to the potential of someone, trying to change them, trying to control them, resisting how they're showing up for you, you have a control problem. And I know you want to blame them. I know you do because they're not meeting your needs. They're falling short of those expectations that maybe they once met, but maybe you're different too. And I don't think a lot of people consider that. Maybe you've grown And what you accepted at the beginning no longer is something you can accept. Maybe, again, you were in that honeymoon phase where there was a lot of effort to get to know each other and spend a lot of quality time together. And then that changed and evolved as you grew into more of a relationship and you knew each other, right? Because those things change. They do naturally. Every stage of your relationship is going to evolve into something different. It's not going to stay constant in terms of the same way, let's take Phil and I, the same way we were at the very start of our relationship is not the same way we are now. Now, what has stayed constant are our values, our shared values. What has stayed constant is our respect for each other. What has stayed constant is our willingness and openness to communicate, to evolve together, to grow together. Those are the constants that you want. But the amount of time that we spend together has changed based on season, based on work schedule, based on, you know, Our circumstances. When we first got together, we spent every waking second together, but our work lives looked very different and our living situation was in a very, very small one-bedroom apartment at the beginning. And now we're in a place where we both have separate offices on either end and we're in them all day, Monday through Friday. And so Quality time and undivided attention is a shared value. We're always going to make time and prioritize each other. What that looks like is different now than it was at the start, right? That's the nuance to this. But the constant is 
the shared values and the respect and all of that. What happens though is a lot of people who are attached to potential and self-identify as a saver, a fixer, a rescuer, they want to blame these other people. They want to blame their parent or caregiver for not being different. You are valid in your feelings. You are valid in feeling let down that they can't meet an expectation for you. You're not valid in blaming them for their limitations. If they're limited and that's how they're showing up, you have to learn how to respect you and detach from trying to change and fix them so you feel better. Because that's what's taking place here. You're addicted to feeling better through them instead of actually feeling better in the way that you can actually feel better. (laughs) That was not well articulated, Amy. Come on now. You are trying to fix yourself through them. You don't feel good in their presence. And so you want them to be different so you feel good. Instead of recognizing you can actually just go to the source yourself. And I'm not talking woo-woo crap here. I'm not saying, oh, like, give to you this so they show up and give it to you. That's not how that works. I'm saying you're dying for them to respect you, but by staying in a situation where you don't feel respected and you're not respecting yourself, you're not respecting you. So how are you demanding respect from them when you won't respect yourself? How are you demanding them to look at themselves and and be willing to grow or take accountability, but you're not looking at your behavior in trying to change and fix and save them and taking accountability. So I'm going to put it pretty bluntly here. If you're attached to potential, if you're addicted and you're staying in relationships of any kind too long, longer than necessary and you're asking yourself or other people why can't I leave why can't I break free again we could put a lot of other fancy labels on it oh it's a trauma bond oh it's a this oh they're a narcissist oh it's that none of that is really going to help you in my opinion at the end of the day you know what's going to help you is understanding the root You know what the root is? You have a control problem and you have an acceptance problem. You are trying to control them and you won't accept them the way they're showing up for you. Period. I know I've been there with people in my own life or family. I've looked at them and and been very resistant to how they show up. And I've made the excuse that like, I deserve respect. So I'm going to try to change them so they respect me because in my head, it was very limited. If you're not respecting me in a very black and white way, if you're not respecting me, I can't be, I can't have a relationship with you. What I was lacking at that time was an understanding, a skill set of boundaries Boundaries allow me to be in a relationship with someone who maybe falls short in certain ways of respecting me, and I'm still respected because I'm going to respect me. So you can act a fool. You can act however you want. You don't have to show up in full capacity the way I know I deserve. Go ahead. Do your thing. Guess what's going to happen? You get limited interactions with Amy. You don't get a full conversation with Amy if you're going to cross a boundary. You don't get to 
to the undivided attention or the vulnerable conversation with Amy if you are going to overstep a boundary. But you can act however you want. I just get to decide my limits and how that's gonna be in our relationship. And that acceptance, that like, hey, do your thing, honey. Be whoever you want. If you wanna struggle, it's not my job to save you. Save yourself. I can have an honest conversation. Here's the nuance. I can have an honest conversation. I can point it out. Hey, like I want to bring to your attention that you do X, Y, and Z, or you always react, ad, you know, in an adverse way when I disagree with you. And then you start yelling and shouting and then you hang up on me and I'm not okay with that. But I want to bring this to your attention because I think it's something that you know, you would want to know and you would want to fix. It's pretty immature. And they have the choice. And that's the problem that people who are attached to potential have. They don't want to give the person a choice. They want to demand, if I bring this to you, you should change. And I'm going to do everything in my power, even if that means change me, neglect me, abandon me. I'm going to do that to try to change you so I feel good here. Because I just don't want to set a boundary and respect me. I refuse to accept the way you're showing up for me and I refuse to relinquish control over to the right party. (laughs) That's the best way I can put it, right? Because the truth is they can only, they have to want to better themselves. And if they don't, you have to accept that. Nothing you say, nothing you do. People struggle with this. Listen, when you grow up around addiction, I know, I know, I'm familiar. You can beg and plead someone, please stop doing this. It's hurting me. And you will perpetually hurt yourself if you stay in the mindset that they must not love you because they keep doing X, Y, and Z that hurts you. And you told them it hurts you and they do it anyway. They're hurting themselves. You're just you know, in the way. (laughs) You're like, you know, you're like the tree on the side of the highway when two cars crash and then it flies off the highway and hits the tree. Like you're, you're just an innocent bystander in the equation. It's not, that was a horror. I'm sorry. That was a horrible visual. That's where my mind went. Um, but you get the point. It's not, it's not because you're not deserving. You're just looking for excuses to perpetuate that belief system inside of you that honestly has been in you long before this situation. If you're determined to believe and prove to yourself over and over and over and over again that people don't show up for you, that you're not good enough, that you're hard to love, you know, and that you're meant to, and and this is where it becomes like a nervous system thing too, you become addicted almost because it's such a familiar feeling that you lean into it naturally. That your nervous system is just wired to that stress of trying to convince and prove. And so when you are forced into stopping, you have to address your nervous system too. Because it's not just a mindset shift. It's, oh, I should probably regulate myself because I've been on this adrenaline rush of 
chaos. I was just saying this to one of my siblings the other day that like, you know, in our, in our family dynamic, um, to this day still, it doesn't matter how much regulation I've done. It doesn't matter how much work I've done on myself. I, I have really great boundaries now. There is still this knee jerk reaction when there are a couple of days of peace and quiet in my life. Mind you, I have my own life. I live in my own place. I'm having a baby soon. Like I've got my own things going. But to this day, when there's a couple days of peace, my nervous system starts to go, uh-oh, something's coming. Something's going to happen. And if I'm not, A, aware of that, and B, capable of finding a healthier outlet to cope and regulate or talk it through, which thankfully I have a great partner who is willing to talk about these things with me, and I'll just say to him, because it helps me, it helps me to say it out loud. So I'll just say to Phil, like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling that nervousness, that anxiety again of like, uh-oh, something's coming. And he's like, okay, well, like one step at a time here. Like you will tackle the thing if it comes, but let's stay in the present. And like, and, and for me, like that's not everything. It's not like he's solving my problem for me, but it is an act of co-regulation. It is comforting. It is soothing to know that I can have that healthy, honest expression with him. Because I also know if I don't deal with it, it ripples out and becomes an act of self-sabotage in my own relationship which used to really jack me up. Like that would piss me off and then make me more angry about the way that I had been kind of accustomed to living and surviving for so long because I was like, this just keeps seeping itself into my relationship. But again, whenever you want to blame and go and project that onto somebody else, like, God, if only this was different, if this had not, hadn't happened, if they were different, then this wouldn't be happening now. You're acting powerless. You're acting powerless to it. You're in complete control of yourself. I'm in complete control, even when I get that very natural feeling inside of me of, uh-oh, something's about to take place. I don't know what it's going to be, but I know it's coming because it always comes. It has for, I am 39 years old now, 39 years. It has happened for 39 years. There's never been, (laughs) there's never been a time it hasn't happened. So I know it's going to happen. And if I'm not aware of that and I don't do something about it, guess what happens? I then create a pattern in my own relationship to make it happen to provide myself relief. Oh yeah, that was good. I do. That's what you do too. That's called self-sabotage. I need relief. I, I refuse to cope with this properly and address it properly. So I'm going to redirect my anxiety. I'm going to redirect my panic. I'm going to redirect my dysregulation. I'm going to redirect Uh, accountability or responsibility onto somebody or something else and it's going to be the the closest thing to me the healthiest thing in my life and I'm gonna boop put it right here and I'm gonna sabotage it 
So let's wrap this in a bow and and end this episode um, with some words of empowerment here because that's important. We could talk all day and validate your feelings and your struggles so you feel seen and heard and understood, but that's only half the equation. What do you do? What do you do if you resonate with or self-identify as a fixer, a pleaser, a, a rescuer, a saver, or just you know you're attached to the potential of somebody and they're not showing up the way you want? What do you do? What is your next step? Well, in my three-part process, it's always step one, awareness. Step two, understanding. This episode should have given you some awareness and some understanding. So I've tackled step one and two for you. Now you could dig deeper, and I always encourage that. Do some personal self-reflection. Prompt yourself with some questions in the direction of what has come up for you after listening to this. But then your third step is an action step. Okay, now what? Now that I, I see the problem and I have an understanding of what I'm doing, where it developed, how it's playing out, now what? Well, you got to get clear on what you want. And I know you're so sick of hearing that, but that's the truth. You can't take, I can't give you a blanket step, a black and white step, if you're not clear on what you want. I can give you hypotheticals. I can give you a general understanding from my own life. Mostly in these situations, you're going to, your, your goal, your next step is I have to accept them the way they are and simultaneously identify what I value in a relationship, get clear on that, what behaviors I value. Are they matching them? Have they consistently shown up that way? Are they receptive to communication to meet me where I need them to meet me at? And if the answer is no, then you need to insert a boundary. And that boundary is very simple. It doesn't have to mean, oh, I'm eliminating you. That boundary is very nuanced and it's very specific to you as an individual and what you're wanting. So first identify, what do I want here? You do that very simply. I've given you this time and time again. If you know what you don't want, then you know what you do want because it's it's the exact opposite. If I don't like, for example, if I don't like that this person will not, let's say, Uh, communicate with me the way I need. And I have tried countless times to communicate with them. I have, I thought I was clear. I said it in many different ways and that it's just not happening. Okay, you need to accept that it's not happening then. And now you need to assess the situation. Is this a deal breaker for me? Do I feel safe if they keep, if forever they're going to communicate that way and not meet my need? Do I feel safe? Do I feel supported? Do I feel loved? Do I feel seen? Do I feel heard? Do I feel validated? What? All those things. Do I feel good if they're never going to change? That's what you have to face the reality of what you're seeing right in front of your eyes. Do I feel good if they never change? The answer more than likely is going to be no. So what do I do? Well, can I adjust my communication with them or the relationship as a whole in a way in which if they meet me the way where they're at, I can feel good? The answer might be no. So what am I left with? Well, 
I might have to reevaluate this whole relationship. If it's a romantic one, it does start to come down to, is this the right person for me? Because you want that to be in alignment. You want your communication to be good. If it's a family member, if it's a friend, you might be able to uh, incorporate some distance and, and set some boundaries around specific topics that you will talk to them about and off-limit topics that they're not able to meet you at that level of depth or that level of compassion or that level of understanding. If you need more help, I obviously have an entire boundary setting course that you can take. I'll put that link in the episode description for you and you can check that out and and visit and really understand your boundaries and learn that skill set better. But that's the gist. But that's your action step. So know that if you take the action step, things will change. They will. You won't be stuck. The only thing keeping you stuck is your refusal to accept and you're you're addicted to controlling the situation and feeling shitty about yourself. I wanted to just end with, till next time! (laughs) She's wild. Uh, Well, that's true. Till next time, I'll chat with you. I'll chat with you next week. Check out the episode description if you're needing links to more resources. And uh, I'll see you on social media if you follow me there in between.